I am, I am struck by beauty. I am touched by beauty. I'm drawn out of myself by beauty. I love beauty for its own sake. That may sound strange to you. It may sound strange or at best strange to the gospel call to mission, to proclaim our salvation, to love one another as God loves us. I looked at our baptismal covenant um, yesterday again, just to make sure beauty, beauty, love of beauty, or even marvel, raise a loud shout of praise, give thanks and praise. These aren't mentioned in our baptismal covenant. Every expression of Christian faith and knowledge of God reflects its own age. And our age is an age focused on the good. Our baptism, as our baptismal covenant puts it, seeking and serving Christ in all persons and striving for justice and peace. I'm struck, however, how much we have lost what was central to Christian faith until the 18th century. One of my favorite images about Christian faith and the knowledge of God, the presence of God, comes from Richard Hooker. And it comes from his reflection on the angels, those pure creatures that indicate what we are all about when we finally are in touch with God. If we are to know God, we should, he says, look as the, at the angels. It might be with us as it is with them. And he says, being wrapped with the love of God's beauty, they cleave inseparably forever unto him. Above all, they have the most delectable love arising from the visible apprehension of the purity, glory, and beauty of God. This is expressed in adoration and praise, the first movement of faith. From such beauty, from such beauty comes care of creation, compassion in creation, love of those who are in need. Richard Hooker's voice is that of classical Christianity, where the world was running down, where war, pestilence, and famine, to use John Chrysostom's phrase, grazed thin the human population. And in the midst of that, beauty expresses the inexpressible, incomprehensible power, majesty, and goodness of what is. Beauty is the first word in coming to the knowledge of God. Then and there we stand in the presence of God. Without awe, without wonder, love is captive to outcomes. Without love of God as love of beauty, our wishes and desires are to solve our problems and bring in the kingdom of God, when in fact it is already here. Where beauty is the first movement of the soul into God, however, we are humbled. We are humbled and turned to attend 
to what is given to us this day, to love and care in this moment. This won't tell us what to do as a means to an end. Instead, beauty is the ground of love that moves us from the starry heavens to the face of the other, to compassion and care, and back again to the mystery of life. It's halfway through Epiphany, where our attention in Epiphany is showing on how God shows forth God's self. And we have two of the most basic central texts to God's Epiphany. They're really songs of God's Epiphany. The account of creation, from darkness to the, of the void, to heaven and earth, water and land, plants of all kind, light and darkness, sun and moon, and it is good. And then Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, wrapped in light as in a garment. You stretch out the heavens like a tent. You set the beams of your chambers on the waters. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride on the wings of the wind. You make the winds your messengers, fire and flame your ministers. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Or more apophatically, as some of you may know, in the rapture of the particular, Anglican priest and poet R.S. Thomas says it this way. Some ask the world and are diminished in the receiving of it. You gave me only this small pool that the more I drink from, the more overflows me with sourceless light. Bless the Lord, O my soul.